0: This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show.
1: This is the Red Bull
0: Ram Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the Shouldn't never Ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Jason I. I'm
1: Truman, and this is episode 351, Rookie of the Year. Man, that was such a great movie,
0: and it's great that we're reliving it now in the soccer worlds. So, uh, obviously, past night here, apparently, he has better plans than talking on the internet about soccer on a Friday night. Man, Weird. thank God yeah. we don't have that problem. I know, right? Uh, the Red Bulls had a decent week by all accounts. They went down to Atlanta United and came away with a surprise one nothing victory on the back of a uh, Caden Clark goal, which if you listened to Atlanta broadcast was highly controversial, even though, you know, nobody broke any rules during the play. And then uh, they went to Toronto's away from home uh, in Connecticut Come away, came away with a one-one draw once again on the back of Caden Clark, who I think is, after two games, is now tied. It's not tied for the the team leading goals, is close. (laughs) He's right
1: up there, right up there, top three goal scorers. Uh, So before we get into our likes and dislikes, Truman, you have the, uh, the tweets. I do. So obviously, we're we'll gonna talk about the Atlanta game first. Uh, starting with our good friend Anthony said, "I'll admit I had doubts about signing and signing and starting Clark." Hours later, glad I was wrong. <laughs> what makes it even better is Guzan bitching about the game winner. What a bitch! Great goalkeeper, but he's such a whiny piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I'll hold that yeah. Right. At Ruchesco said, "Obstruction or not, Guzan wasn't getting his right glove anywhere near that white bullet." Do you think Teta would be even playing but for the five-sub rule? Which is a good question. Probably not, but, I mean, it would, it would be nice to see him play in some yeah. games to kind of see what he's made out of. Uh, Steven Santos yeah. said, Clark is the bear in our offense. I, I'll call him the owl because I, like, I think we go with owls more. Uh, Ed Ritter said, I was surprised to see the Red Bulls were sportsbook favorites by a small amount. On to lose against Toronto in Hartford to be continued of course uh, Travis Moose low-key love watching Brad Guzan lose his mind over being scored on by a 17-year-old was there an infraction was Royer off sides abso freaking but that one-touch rocket volley was much too delicious to, not- to deny oh and this team is wildly maddening burn it all down uh, Matthew Graham simply said Atlanta are easy to explain they're terrible <laughs> It's true, they are terrible, and we do own them. So those are two big things right there. And then we'll talk about the game against TFC. Uh, Anthony said, I also think the ref missed a few fouls toward the end, but no one is perfect. The big question is, what would have happened if he played the advantage for Red Bulls on the foul at the end? Very good question, because Red Bulls were extremely upset, and he apologized about that. Either way, a win is nice, but we hung in against the top team in MLS. Uh, Red, Ed Ritter said, best game we played all season. Penalty was unfortunate. If Barlow could finish, we could have won. Uh, Florian Velo too. And then Keith A. Fleischman said, at least it seems we have a player that can put the ball on frame from distance. That alone makes the game more interesting.
0: He's not wrong about that. Right. So um, Pat did send us this just now. Caden Clark is the greatest of all time.
1: <laughs> His statue will go right next to Kakos. <clears throat> the
0: question is, which one's bigger right now?
1: Oh, maybe by just like wavy hair, maybe Caden Clark. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> and uh, by the way, he is tied for second on the team in goal scoring. Wow. Amazing. Royer is the team leader with four. Then yeah. you have Kyle Duncan, Kaku, Armir Fernandez, Florian Velo, Caden Clark, and Tom Barlow with two. Unbelievable. I know. Really spreading that ball around. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this with our likes and dislikes. Truman, you're first. What did you dislike about these two matches?
1: Uh, I think something that's happened in the last, what, four games is his lack of goal scoring. Again, I mean, they scored four goals in two straight games, and then the goals absolutely vanished. So they definitely, I I think they could have had a chance to maybe sneak out of Hartford with a win. But again, you know, only getting that one goal, despite how important it is, which we'll definitely talk about in a minute. But again, goal scoring is just absolutely not consistent with this team.
0: Yeah, I mean, just that's going to be my... um... Just like as well it's just, I I said last week. This these two games prove yet again what an impact Kaku has on this team this year. Not having him around hurts, and it's gonna hurt, and it's gonna hurt because he's back from international duty, but has to quarantine, so he's not going to be available for the next two games. Yep. And I, I think there's what like four games, four or five games left in the schedule, so we're in a playoff push which, thankfully, that win over Atlanta provided some cushion, but we're not completely out of the woods. We are only five points off of uh, losing out in the playoffs right now. So points matter, and we'll have to see how they do. But, I mean, hopefully somebody could step up and start producing because there's no transition from the defense to offense in that midfield and. We are honestly lucky that we got those goals we did in the last two games. Yeah, 100%. All right. uh, For the likes, I'm going to put Kenny Clark to the side. I figure we're going to talk about him. I want to talk about specifically something in the Toronto game. The TSN announcers brought it up, and it wasn't honestly until they they said that I realized it, but Red Bulls were playing more direct Route 1 football, which – given their lack of ability and failure constantly to get the ball in from the wings into their strikers makes a lot of sense. And I wish it had happened earlier because they actually had some success with it against Toronto. Like just, Hey, if something works, just do it. Right. Yep. All right.
1: So if we're going to, if we're going to keep King Clark to afterthoughts, then I'll bring you up my other point. Um, The Red Bulls do lack scoring, but they are still playing really good defense. Uh, One goal scored in in two games. So, again, a huge positive. They've only had a couple games where they looked bad um, against Orlando against Philly. But aside from that, the defense has really continued to hold their ground and keeping them in in nearly every single game. And actually, if you
0: think about it, the last two games – None of those, the, the goal against Toronto was a penalty. They, yep. they went two straight games without giving up a goal during the run of play.
1: Yep. And Toronto had a few really good breaks um, in the, I think it was the second half of that game, where they could have had like odd man attacks and the Red Bulls caught up to them really quickly and was able to break almost everything up. They weren't even getting shots on goal. Um, they got a couple corners out of it. But that was about it. So, I mean, again, hats off to the defense. and still continue to playing really well. Yeah, that's
0: something very important. I mean, the last – think of it this way. The last time we had defense this that good, we won a supporter shield. Granted, our offense is not anywhere up to where it needs to be, but the defense is what's keeping us in these games. Um, so hopefully that can continue. So afterthoughts uh, – Got to talk first about Caden Clark. I mean, Red Bulls went out, paid Minnesota United $75,000 in allocation money mm-hmm. just for the right to sign him in MLS. And I, I'll get to the that how stupid that part is in a second. Hmm. But they signed him day of, of the Atlanta game, had yep. him start. Yep. Comes up with that awesome goal off the corner kick. And then comes in as the sub against Toronto and provides the only shot that actually made a difference. But this kid for 17 years old seems pretty fearless when it comes to taking shots. Cause both, both of those shots, the first one was just inside the penalty area. The second one was clearly outside. Mm-hmm. This kid is not afraid to let it loose from range. And that's a good thing because, Taking shots from range means it forces defenses to adjust. They can't just sit back and bunker. They have to start coming out. We haven't had somebody that's been willing to take those shots and, more importantly, be accurate when taking those shots in, in quite some time.
1: Yeah. Um, like, the, the first goal when he scored off the corner, you know, great ball to roll kind of right towards him. But the second goal, I mean, it was a real good buildup of play, him getting the ball in a great spot, turning and just firing off an absolute rocket, a goal that was so good, Daniel Royer couldn't even believe it happened. You you thought on that shot with his reaction that the ball sailed like 15 feet into the stands. You thought it was like a terrible miss, but he was just so stunned by how good it was putting his, his hands on his head. He was completely shocked.
0: Or maybe he was just shocked the ball didn't actually go through the net because that thing was hit with a lot of speed as well.
1: Oh, yeah. So,
0: yeah. The, they're lucky the net didn't break apart on that one. But, I mean, listen, it's two games, right? I'm trying not to get overhyped about it, but to, to see somebody come out of New York Red Bulls 2, which is where he was the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. and to produce, this is this is the stuff we were supposed to be seeing since the start of Jesse Marsh era. And at the beginning we did, but it, it kind of tapered off after Tyler Adams. And again, I'm not expecting this kid to be, you know, MLS MVP all of a sudden, but it looks like there's still hope for the Red Bulls Academy and scouting networks to do their thing and find these diamonds in the rough for the, for this team. Cause if you're going to build out of the academy, you need to produce players like this in order to do that.
1: Yep. And, you know, uh, Red Bull Leipzig is, is very excited. Very excited right now.
0: Well, I, I, I heard, I don't know how much it's true, that he has a clause in his contract that would allow him to go to Salzburg or Leipzig, I can't remember which, in 2022.
1: Well, don't worry. Uh, the Philadelphia Union is now the feeder the team for Salzburg. We don't have to worry about them anymore.
0: Although it's kind of sad that Philadelphia got more of a transfer fee out of Red Bull than we did.
1: because <laughs> they don't they don't have to give us money. They had to give Philly money. True.
0: So speaking of giving speaking of giving money, this I want to get back to this. So the seventy five thousand dollars fee that the Red Bulls had to pay to Minnesota United in my opinion, is complete and utter bullshit. Minnesota United did zero work in producing Caden Clark. Mm-hmm. The only reason Minnesota got that was because the stupid territorial rights are still a thing. And literally, because Caden lived in their territory, they get $75,000 from the Red Bulls. Um, I think... What was it? Um, Barcelona's Residency Academy in Arizona is the one that actually... Had trained him up until the Red Bulls got him. Yeah. So like if we paid them, that would make sense to me. But paying Minnesota, who had actually no hand in any of this, is ridiculous. And I hope they fi- they get rid of that stupid territory rule soon.
1: Well, it's coming, right? I mean, there wasn't this the big plan? And then Red Bull can start seeping into everyone around the entire country, start stealing everyone's good players. Hopefully, hopefully it
0: actually happens next year. I think that's yeah. well, I think that's what they were talking about, but. I hope it actually happens alright I just want to talk about the the first goal, the Caden Clark goal, the first one not so much about him in this case, It's Daniel Royer only because I heard about it so much from the fucking Atlanta guys Like I get it that they're that's the Atlanta broadcast so they're going to favor Atlanta but holy god do they need to learn what influencing the play is they they keep trying to say, and a lot of the fans did it, too, that because Royer moved out of the way, he was influencing the ball and influencing the play. And they tried to say that Royer distracted Guzan and was in his sight line. Let's just ignore the fact that Royer was nowhere in front of Guzan's sight line for him to even see the kick. Right. Royer moving out of the way was him not influencing the ball. Because if he left his leg there, it would have deflected off of him. Like, it's clear that he was in an offside position, but it's also clear that he did not influence the play. Right, yeah. And that's that's the thing. For passive offside, you have to influence
1: the play, and he didn't. That's Frank just, just Just be a little baby man. It's fine.
0: That was kind of funny seeing him pop up and start shaking his finger.
1: <laughs> Who's he? Tecumbe
0: Matumbo. That's what I was thinking. when you do that, when you do that, you got to be right. Yeah. At least Matumbo did it after he blocked somebody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, any other afterthoughts on these uh, games?
1: J- just one. Uh, I was personally offended when Toronto scored and they played Brass Bonanza, which, as many of you know, is the Hartford Whalers song. Uh, It's also my ringtone on my phone, so it kind of broke my heart a little bit when I had to hear that uh, played for a Toronto goal. Um, Luckily, that was not the game winner, which made me feel a little better. So, shaming you, Toronto. I know you're in Hartford, but how dare you play such a majestic song like Brass Bonanza when you score a goal. They're taking away the Connecticut culture.
0: That's what they're doing. Yep. Yep, they're stealing it. All right. Uh, so, moving on to predictions, none of us got anything exactly right. But, Jeremy, you did call the draw, so you got one point from the um, Toronto game. hmm And presumably you're still in the league, because, again, I haven't had a chance to check it. I'm hoping to get to it tonight. We'll see. You could just start
1: shipping the belt up now. It's fine. Make sure you use gloves, sanitize it, you know. Yeah, I'll have to
0: find some, like, I don't know, maybe like a UV thing I can put over it to kill all the germs.
1: Yep, yep, some good UV lighting. That would help. Put a mask on it before you send it up here. (laughs) Well, I do have a bag for it, so there's that. Good, good.
0: All right, so, moving on. uh, We have one game to preview this week because, thankfully, we're not playing a (laughs) a double week again. Thank God. I think this was what? It was like four games in 14 days or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Or a week and a half, whatever the timeline was, two weeks. Some crazy thing. Anyway, uh, so the Red Bulls are back at home, defacing Orlando City uh, on Sunday, October 18th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. That game will be on MSG. Uh, Pat has given us a prediction of a
1: 2-2
0: draw for the Red Bulls at home. Truman, what do you think is going to happen against
1: Orlando? I don't fucking know anymore. I don't know anymore. Here, here's the problem: they had two really good results. I feel. Um, I mean, yeah, beating a crappy team in Atlanta is good, and then you, you know you tie uh, the best team in the East to conference. Um, now you're playing a good team at home, I I I don't know. My my guess is this has all the smell of a one nothing loss the way this team is playing, especially the this team is playing at home, especially it's against a good team. It just feels like another one of those 0-0 games and you're waiting for them to get scored on and that's exactly what happens and then they can't score. So we're all super happy over the past week with Kane Clark, but um, I don't know. I have all the feelings of, the, of just a home game letdown on this one. I mean, realistically, would it be a letdown to lose... Just because it's at home. I know it's front of nobody, but, you know, still your home locker room. You're still sleeping at home, you know, practicing at home, all that stuff. True.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to win. I, I think a draw would be very lucky again. I'm not as optimistic that we're only going to give up one goal. I think it's going to be a 2 I'm going to go with my original prediction for their game last time, which is a two-one loss. They'll find a way to, to get a goal, but it won't be enough. Um, but hopefully, this time they won't just give up on the end at the very last on the very last play of the game to make it three-one. Yeah, cost me three points that week. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, that brings us to the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. All right, so Truman, you got anything to talk about?
1: ESPN's going to start showing the Scottish Premier League. Uh, I believe it's going to start tomorrow morning with uh, Celtic playing Rangers, so that's exciting. Unfortunately for them, they're playing at 7.30 in the morning, Jay. And do you know who else is playing at 7.30 in the morning tomorrow? Um... I wanted to say it was a Derby, but for me, I thought the Derby was a 10. Mercy Star Derby, my friend. Everton-Liverpool at 7.30 in the morning. So, I mean, what do you think everyone's going to be watching? Yeah. Come on. Sadio's back. Uh, th- th- Liverpool's back up to 100%. And they just came off. They're still coming off that embarrassing loss, you know, which feels like years ago because of the international <laughs> break. So... I think that's the game everyone's probably going to tune in. I mean, if you're awake at 7.30. I know, I'll and, be awake at 7.30.
0: And Everton's coming off of four straight wins in the league, plus I think three in the cup. Their best start in, jeez, maybe maybe century. I don't remember exactly when the last time they had this good start was. Mm-hmm. And Dominic calvert lewin just destroying things right now. It'll be a fun game to watch. I, I unfortunately think I'm not going to be up for this game. Uh, my my girlfriend was kind of a we're not watching sports we're doing other things this weekend or at least for Saturday i told her we're watching at some point i i owe it to her she's been she's been suffering through the red bulls games with me i owe her at least one day
1: As so. it's fair everyone's been suffering through the red bulls games everybody
0: yeah but she's she's not used to the suffering she's not yeah. she she's not she's new to it
1: give her a couple of years well grinder in the dust like the rest of us.
0: I mean, the Jets and Giants are doing a better job than the Red Bulls of grinding us down, so... True. I mean, she's a Ravens fan, so she's not used to any of this stuff. She, she made some deniers, but they they win the Super Bowl every few years, so... Yeah. Uh, I, I think I saw for a second you put Ben Olsen in the dumping ground and took it out. That was old. That was
1: old. That was from last week. I just deleted it. Was I mean, he, we was he yeah. fired last week? Jesus. That, that feels like... <laughs> God, yeah, he, time is so weird now. Yeah, he, they mutually... I think that was a mutual departure, one of those. Yeah, it was.
0: So, aside that. from that, yeah, I, I mean,
1: I don't, I don't know. Not much else going on. Trying to see real quick
0: if there's any other news that we could talk about. <laughs> Uh, Apparently,
1: Orlando City is going to be sold. Cool. There's that. There's reports of championship, and I think League One teams may be um, folding by Christmas if they don't get money in England, so that's exciting. Yeah.
0: Got to love what COVID is doing to things here. Let's see. I'm trying to read real quick who they're... Ah, never mind. that. Are, I was trying to see who they were selling to, but there's no... I don't know. As long, as, long no... as it's not Rockstar Monster, we're fine. I'm not threatened. Or Metro Media, and then you get the Orlando Metro Stars. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's even a thing anymore. That wouldn't surprise me. Metro Media is not exactly a great name. All right, uh, so if that's it, it's time for Pat's betting corner. He gave uh, us games. Yes, yeah, I, <laughs> I saw So, yeah, Pat's obviously not here, but he uh, did give us some games. I, I do have it up on my screen, Term, term. You don't need to show me is my it backwards, message
1: to you. Is it backwards? Hold on. Is, it, is that forwards or backwards for you?
0: It's forwards, but you're showing me my message to you.
1: Hold well on. Oh there. Go. there
0: it is. <laughs> this exciting radio. Yeah. Yeah, so his three team parlay this week is uh a combination of Toronto FC, Seattle Sounders, and uh Minnesota United.
1: Which which I, ha- I have to ask, I mean I'm I'm gonna look at the schedule. Is is Minnesota even playing? Who knows? They they I might not even be playing. Play. I they I assume they, they, they have to be. Okay, they are playing, but I mean, there's been a lot of postponements going on. Colorado's postponed. Uh, It's just a lot of that. Colorado might as well just leave the league at this point.
0: So let's see. It's Minnesota over Houston. Yep. Toronto over Atlanta.
1: That's an easy one.
0: And then Seattle on the road over San Jose.
1: Should be an easy one.
0: Should. Unless San Jose has another trick up its
1: sleeve which I'll get to in a minute. That
0: yeah, perfect segue. It's time for the last, uh, <clears throat> the last segment, Truman's Terrible Team
1: of the Week. That's terrible. Galaxy are god-awful. I guess we'll just keep making fun of them, right? They are terrible. Uh, losing at home 4 nothing to the San Jose Earthquakes, which I'm sure Quakes fans loved. In a season, not much else to talk about, although they're probably just as bad as we are. So, um, again, a lot of Hypo of the Galaxy here in this season, but they absolutely suck.
0: I, I feel like there should be a special Terrible Team of the Week nomination for Jets versus Giants. At this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they they would win every week, hands down. Well, no, the Jets I'm, I'm, I'm every week.
0: Yeah, I, I figure at this point it's every week. Until they fire Adam Gase, it's pretty much a Jets-only category. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I considering not watching any more games this year. So i got to no, save my it's sanity. It's just preventing me
1: from watching them lose, so it's kind of nice.
0: Did you guys beat um, Dallas last week?
1: No, they decided to uh, not call an obvious holding penalty, have Dallas complete two amazing catches, and then kick the game-winning field goal with no time left. So that's how that went.
0: Is that to make him feel better for Dax Prescott you know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And when you guys get to play the Washington football team next this, this week,
1: yeah, yeah. What, I have to is say it? this, which is, which is uh, pretty funny up here in Massachusetts, that this area shows every single Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Well, I mean, there's a reason for that now. Everyone, yeah, Tom Brady's like that. It's like the, they just broke up. It's like New England broke up with their girlfriend, but they keep stalking her nonstop on social media. They just can't, they can't let go, man. Just let Brady go. He's gone. He's not coming back. Just forget about him. I was,
0: I, I'm just glad he's out of the AFC East, but then – then the Jets are terrible, so it doesn't really matter at this (laughs) point. It doesn't matter whatsoever. (laughs) No, it doesn't. The the Jets somehow managed to they're averaging 30-plus points given up every week. It's amazing. It really is. The fucking Broncos have their only win against the Jets. (laughs) What a team. Wait, is it the Broncos only? I think it is. Yeah, Broncos, because they didn't play last week, I guess. They're supposed to have a bye week.
1: Who knows? We're not a football show, god damn it. Well, I mean, we are in a sense. We're a football show.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, any last things you want to talk about before we get out of here? God, no. All right, so you can visit us, patreon.com slash RedBullRant. You can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash RedBullRant on Twitter, at RedBullRant for the show. At Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACDA2 for Pat. At the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast.
1: All right, Truman, last words before we get out of here. Well, I I mean just gotta hope Clark scores another goal. Right? I think that's the only way we're gonna pull this one off. Um we need a we need a Clark hat trick here for the only way for this team to come out this weekend and win.
0: Caden Clark, Red Bull MVP twenty twenty. All right, so for Pat June, and myself, this has been episode number three hundred and fifty one of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Goodbye.